Don't flatter yourself, Cutter. You prevented nothing. Although it seems I may have underestimated him. Charlie, you ever play roulette? On occasion. Well, let me give you a word of advice. Always bet on black. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerd is the New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, with my co-host. Uh, this is the Spectacular Eli. There we go. Right on cue. <laughs> this is a well-oiled machine we have going on right now. So, yeah, we're back with another episode. And like I said, there's actually not a whole lot to happen. So I guess we're pretty much going to actually read comics this week. Weird, I guess. We'll make up for the past yeah, we'll make year. Up yeah, because yeah, like we completely just not read comics at all in this comic review, so now we're gonna actually read them. And like I said, a lot, not a whole lot of stuff happening. It seems like the only thing that consistently happened is Black Panther. That is pretty much that is all on the news when you turn uh, ABC, CNN, Geek News. It's all about Black Panther. It's uh, Eli. How many times have you seen it already? I've still only seen it once. You seen it once? I've only seen it once. Because I I didn't want to go to the movie theaters. Yeah, I didn't want to go to the movies and have my heart broken. And be like, go see it yeah. Well, see, the thing is, my boss told me if I if I'm heading sales or some shit this this month, he said he'll pay for my ticket for Black Panther. So I was gonna go, but I was like, so if he's gonna pay, well, I just wait for him, you know. And it, it, the funny thing about it that you mean you'd go you'd go see it with you'd go see it with your boss. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Dinner and a movie oh, and everything. Is he that cool? Not really. <laughs> Dinner and a movie and everything, but he's paying for it. Why not? <laughs> but uh, yeah, the funny thing about it is that I've noticed that anything Black Panther related, like that we do, we talk about, outright geekery, YouTube, blog, podcast. Eli, have you noticed that anything we do or talk about Black Panther is like getting traction? Yeah, pretty much. Everybody, it's, yeah, it's either that it's either being praised or. People are bitching about it. Right. But people are <laughs> or people bitching about it getting praised. Right. Or people bitching about it getting praised or people bitching about it bitching about it. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it's it's a conversation. It's people it's a discussion. And the funny thing is that I've noted I've just looked it back at some of our, you know, some of our podcasts, some of our blogs, and some of our ex- excerpts, and even some some past ones that were like a year ago, something like that. Are now if we if we mention Black Panther in it, it just took off all of a sudden. Like, what the fuck happened? What, why we get all these comments? Why we get all these views and stuff like that? It's it's getting insane. Like, remember that Black Panther and Storm one, the one that I got shitted on for. Mm-hmm. I'm getting shitted on all oh, yeah, yeah, over yeah, yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it started up all over. Like people know that I'm like the the views just like tripled the last time I saw. It. I'm like, wow, this is insane how this is going. Like I. Did people not see this last time it came in? But I guess it's hit some kind of algorithm, something like that. And it, we we've gone viral, Eli. Yeah, we get, we we should re re uh, uh, dig up that old uh, 
uh, white Black Panther video. <laughs> <laughs> that one hadn't got it right. I can't find that one. That one should be, you think that one would take off or something, but oh well. You never know what cat is on the internet. The internet is fickle. So. With white power, man. Yeah, with white power, man. That was funny. That was like our claim to fame. That was what made us. <laughs> we made our name on Black Panther. So uh, that being said, we anything else you want to talk about before we actually get into the nitty gritty of it, Eli? Oh, let's let's do it. We I let's, got a let's, big pile of books I'm supposed to talk about. Eli has a shit ton of books. He's gonna make up for all the fucking off and procrastinating we've been doing because we are like the laziest comic book podcast of all comic book podcasts. So we're gonna make up for it this week. At least try to. At least Eli will. I probably. Time, yeah. I'm, I'm time gonna to be pay late. the bills. Time yeah, to it's time, time to pay the bills. I'm still gonna be lazy as fuck. So, but Eli's gonna make up for it. So, uh, starting out with the box office, let's let's do this. Uh, Eli, take a guess. What's number one this week? Hmm, let me get. It was a, it was about some costumed uh, uh, vigilante character. Exactly, <laughs> dressed like it, it, right. It was a black superhero dressed in a cat suit. So yes, it was Catwoman. From, no, from not, the funny books. The funny right, books. <laughs> not funny. Not Catwoman. It was Black Panther again. And the funny thing about it, in his second week, it did a hundred eight million. So that's more yeah. its second week than Just League did its first week. So either way, we're not going to shit on Just League. Not yet. We'll save it later on for that. Uh, number two. Number two, Eli, is Game Night. Now, here's the thing. I've been I don't even know what that is. You don't know what Game Night is? I've heard some good things about this movie. Uh, apparently, Game Night is about this Justice Bateman movie and some chick, uh, Rachel McSomething. I don't know the actor's name. Uh. It looks funny. McAdams? I guess. I don't know. Sounds right. Oh, is it a, co- is it a comedy? Yeah. A comedy? Yeah, it's comedy. Yeah, it's I supposed to be. I, I think I just, okay. Are they like running around like the, the, the city at night or something? Yeah, it's I supposed to be game night. It's supposed to be doing like some kind of, uh, I don't know, safari or race or, you know, looking for something. And, but it's a game. And, but it turns out it's not a game. It's actually real. Somebody did die. Some drugs. I don't know. Some shit. Anyway, they say it's funny as hell. So I've been hearing some a lot of people, a lot of reviews, you know, saying the movie is really good. So I don't know. I want to check it out. But like I said, it's it's not one of those movies I want to see in the theaters. You know, I wait till Amazon Prime, Netflix or some shit like that. Anyway, number three, we have Peter Rabbit still hanging in there. Uh, basically, if kids, if moms take their kids to go see Black Panther and the seats are too filled, they can't get in there to take their kids to go see Peter Rabbit. So. Good for them. Uh, number four is Annihilation. Now, here's the thing. Eli, I'm hearing a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of stuff about Annihilation. They're saying Annihilation is, like, really good. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, I, I have no idea what it's about. I, you know, I, th- I thought it was supposed to be on Netflix. Like, I, yeah. I we're we're going gonna to talk about Netflix. No, let's talk about Netflix now. All right, look. Netflix is becoming... The direct to DVD or direct to VHS for the for the new millennium. That's that's what Netflix is becoming. It's like it's it's becoming a dumping ground for movies that can't make it in the theaters. So it, remember yeah. when I thought it was going to change the game? It was going to be a game changer. It's not. It's just like remember Canon or whatever that group was back in in the DVDs that used to crank out movies left and right and nobody saw and shit. That's when Netflix yeah, all, coming. All, all them ninja movies. Yeah, all, all the ninja movies. Jim Carter and shit. All that stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo. Right, hey, I love that movie. Oh, fun fact: John yeah, John yeah, Claude too. Van Damme is in that. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's what in Breaking Two. Yes, he's in there. 
I'm gonna have to watch that again. I'm yeah. gonna find that. That was on Netflix like years ago, and I remember watching it again and like having a blast. Like I think so, and I think I, I saw the scene where he was in. I paused. I was like, "What the fuck, Chuck Van Damme in a breakdance movie?" I'm like, "Okay." Was he was he breakdancing or was he like one of the construction workers tearing down miracles? He was not breakdancing, but he was in the background dancing. So he was dancing in the movie, you know, uh, two black chicks on the side and stuff like that. It was like a brief cameo, but he was in it. So, uh, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm down right. yeah, but, uh, all right. Let, remember that movie Cloverfield, something Cloverfield, something, something. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Oh, you didn't see it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give my review of the movie. It sucked. So there we, there we go from there. So it's like I'm getting excited for this movie, thinking it's going to be, oh, the new Cloverfield movie. This is what Netflix should, should become. This is what Netflix uh, will kill theaters. Like, no, it's just a shit movie that if it went to the box office, nobody would have watched anyway. So just dump it on Netflix and it's it. It's just like Bright, the Will Smith movie. I wouldn't have saw this shit in the theaters. But I'm watching yeah. on Netflix and I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. So... Netflix is not the game changer I thought it was. Maybe it's in its baby steps or, you know, it's infant stage right now. But right now, Netflix is coming out to a, it's getting to a bad start. What are we talking about? We weren't talking about Netflix. Their, their series, they're, they're more known for their series. I mean, I can't think of a Netflix movie that I was really into. But like, yeah, Stranger Things is cool. The Marvel shit's cool. You know, I guess Black Mirror is supposed to be awesome. I haven't watched any of them. And people keep yelling at me for it. But, I've only, know, I've only seen... More known for did we ever, were we ever talk about Black Mirror on here? I don't think you we did. You talked about Black Mirror, but I, I never, I haven't watched, I okay. haven't watched it. I've only seen the first episode. I didn't see everything, but that first episode, holy fuck, that shit was mind-blowing. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but some people were saying the other episodes were even better, but that first episode, like, fucked me up. So, yeah, uh, definitely watch Black Mirror <laughs> if you haven't seen that. But the movies... They fucking suck. There's a there's a few good ones yeah. over there. There's a uh there's a rom com on it. What was the last Netflix movie I saw? Uh shit, what was the name of that movie? The first day we met or some shit. It was a rom com movie. Dude goes back in time because he got friend zone, so he tried to go back in time to not get friend zone, and he already get friend zone. It's like Groundhog's Day, but what oh, the shit. fuck? Yeah, the movie sucked. But you know, anyway, you can watch it. Uh, where were we? <laughs> Number five, we have Fifty Shades Free, still hanging in there. You know, whatever. This is the last one, so woohoo. Uh, fuck, number six is Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> this movie would not fucking quit. I'll look at the numbers in that one in a second. Uh, number seven, the uh, 15, the 17, Paris, the, the, the flag-waving Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, whatever. Um, number eight, The Greatest Showman, which is still hanging in there. I have not seen this movie, but it is hanging in there. And, uh... Number nine is Every Day. Uh, what is it, Eli? I don't know. Cool. Next movie <laughs> is uh, number 10. We have The Early Man. You said that was the Wallace and Grimace. Did I say that right? Oh, yeah. Wallace and Gromit animation. Clay animation. Yeah, I fucked that all the way up. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, that is the top 10 of what we have right now. Now, before we get that, I want to look at Jumanji. Because oh. Jumanji oh, you know what I did? I forgot, I I forgot to tell you this. I what? saw the shape of water. Finally, you saw the shape of water. Okay, what, what thoughts? What 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 do you what do you got? It's cool. It's cool. You know, it's 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 a love story. It's it's kind of like a, a Beauty and the Beast without the stupid music singing and shit. Um, it's awesome to look at because Guillermo del Toro is a great director, and uh, um, 
Uh, let's see what else. It does tackle the the you know the, you know racism and classism that's all in there for, for that you know those you can draw those parallels. They touch on all those subjects. Um, I guess my only gripe is there's really no there's no under I, I had a hard time understanding the attraction between these two uh, beings. <laughs> Maybe that's just other her. Than they just say oh. Maybe it's just her yeah, thing. Yeah, other than you know? the, yeah, that's a, remember like like I mean, how she kind remember, of explains it. Yeah, I may mean, remember how with the duck. Maybe yeah. it was like well, that. Yeah. You know, she just wanted to fuck a duck. I guess I don't know. I guess yeah, you know, bestiality is some yeah. people's thing. I guess something. I yeah, he, she just kind of explains in once you know the way he looked at me. No one's ever looked at me like that. Well, you're a fucking human, and he's a fish. What do you expect? You know. So I had a hard time <laughs> like making that connection. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you guys fall in love and fuck okay that's sure <laughs> <laughs> no. hey some people into weird shit man we can't explain everything you know but but yeah it's cool it's 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 a really well-made movie um i don't think it'll win best picture but i can see del toro getting the director nod so but cool. uh but yeah I, I i was into it you know hey i'm glad you brought that up when is the oscar is it what like next next week Something. It's coming up soon. I know they're coming up soon. Okay, cool. Okay, give me a score. Give me a score. Uh, four out of five. You know, it, it's it's one of uh, Del Toro's better movies. Um, uh, I liked it better than his last. Was it that Crimson Peak? Was I thought it was Pacific Rim. I just because I'm not into ghost story. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, Pacific Rim was okay. Uh, that it was. was okay. uh, you got to be in a certain mood to watch Pacific Rim. It's either a stupid movie yeah. or it's a fun, stupid movie. It's, eh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know and, and it, how I feel about that movie. Yeah, and it's nothing I hadn't seen in, like, anime. You know? Right. Like, the giant robot, like like Apple Seed or fucking uh, Neon Evangeline. But have you ever Genesis seen a live action? You know? That's the thing. That's that's kind of the appeal yeah. to it. It's and, basically and, and, doing and, and, that and making a live action. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but even so, like all the shots, it reminded me of like Transformers. It was all this rain, like every fight scene was in the rain and there was shit flying. And like, I want to see. Oh, okay, I, I, here's the thing. I think the special effects in the Pacific Rim were a lot better than those Transformers movies. Because at least in Pacific Rim, I could see what was going on. I could tell the action it made sense. Transformers, I don't know what the fuck is going yeah. on in those action scenes. So I can at least yeah, deal with that. It's just like the rain and the breeze and. You know, I, I, it was still a little frustrating. And some now, of the, the he smacked the monster with a boat, uh, man. Know. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that was cool, but yeah. in the rain. So and it was lightning and flashes and strobes going. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the scene where the, the Japanese chick start talking Japanese right before she pulled out the the Voltron sword. I'm I'm sorry, I'm racist. I don't care. Uh, like I said, she takes the sword, chops the monster in half, and space some shit. I'm like, okay, that was fucking awesome. I like that shit. You know, like it wasn't a good movie. Amazing sword. But yeah, some shit. She had some kind of Kamehameha attack or Hadouken I or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think I expected a lot more from it because I'm a, you know, I grew up, you know, watching Voltron and Godzilla movies and, and I was a Del Toro fan. So I went into that movie thinking it was going to be the most, you know, the best movie ever. And I, and I came out, I was like, it was I, right. 
I don't know how I feel. Is it a good movie? Is it a bad movie? I don't know. I really don't. Maybe it's a good, bad movie. It's all right. Let's just call it yeah. a good, bad movie and just leave it at that. You know, It's entertaining. It's entertaining. It's, it's Mortal Kombat. That's what it is. You know, Mortal Kombat is not a good movie. Pretty much. But it's, a, I don't know. It's Anyway, moving past that, Jumanji. What do you think, Eli? What, what do you think is sitting mm-hmm. at right now? Oh, is it at 500 million yet? Jumanji? Yeah, Jumanji's at uh, 919. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, it's almost at a billion. It probably won't crack a billion, but that's impressive. That's impressive for a Jumanji movie. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, and I haven't even seen it. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> You're the reason it had made a billion. <laughs> yeah, I should go. <laughs> Eli, support the well, movie. Should I go see that or should I go see that or Black Panther again? <laughs> I'm gonna tell. You, I'm gonna give. You, okay, before we get, before I answer that question, I'm gonna give you some Black Panther numbers. Okay, so now Black Panther, like I said, we did some insane numbers. It is one of the only movies in history to ever hit a, a hundred million in its second week. In fact, I think they said it's the highest grossing second week total in in movie history. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same. Yeah, I like think it beat that. Like Dead Deadpool was that. For like February or something, and then yeah, and it, it blew that it blew that away. Yeah, like Deadpool was the highest it did for February for already movie. Like Black Panther, no, they just did it like second highest period all time. Like whatever. So currently, Black Panther domestically wise is at four hundred million, and worldwide it's at seven hundred million. Now let, let's let's look at these numbers. Let's break these numbers down. Now, like I said, domestic wise is at four hundred million, right? Now in a ten day span, like it just did, Avengers. Was at three hundred thirteen million. Avengers is currently right now the highest grossing comic book superhero movie of all time. Black Panther's out pacing. The first it. one. The first one. The first one. Yeah. And the Age of Ultron actually didn't do too bad either, but the first one is the top one. So at the pace, Black Panther. And keep in mind, these numbers we're talking about right now, it hasn't been released in China yet. It doesn't get released in China till next week, or the, maybe the week after next week. I'm not really sure. But the point is, is that at the pace it's going right now. It looked like it's going to end up being the highest grossing comic book movie of all time. So, like I said, it's already at seven hundred million in ten days. A billion. It looked like it's gonna. It looked like it's gonna hit a billion next week. So that's yeah, yeah that's insane for three weeks. So, yeah. So projection wise, I probably think it's gonna end up somewhere like around between one point six billion or one point seven billion or something like that. Who knows? If it hit those numbers, like I said, it's gonna beat Avengers. So that's. That's insane. So, hey. Yeah. Eli, you know what I always say? Uh, what, what do I always say? Yeah. Do you play roulette? I don't cry. What, I'm that, I always say that, but, Eli, do you play roulette? No, I do play craps, though. <laughs> ah, but you got to, I'm going to give you some word of advice I, when you play. <laughs> You're messing up the line, Eli. I had a whole set <laughs> Fuck it, it's fucked now. So anyway, I'm gonna finish it anyway. Well, I'm gonna give you some advice on roulette, Eli. Always bet on black. And then Wesley Snipes hang up the phone and he starts shooting a bunch of people. Anyway, uh, what do we got next? I guess we can get to the news because there's really not any news going on right now. We talk about 
DC. Let's talk about DC because they're always fucking up. We let's not forget about DC for this year. We understand Marvel's on its roll right now. We got Black Panther coming out. We got Infinity War coming out. And they seem they even said Infinity War trailer might even drop. Because that's how we have to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we can't we can't forget about them. We can't. Yeah, after, yeah, after all the success Marvel is having now, some DC. <laughs> exactly. Where, where where are you going, DC? You can't. Don't hide. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> so let's talk about DC. Like I said, uh, all of this more and more news popping out about Justice League and Zack Snyder's hinting at that. Yes, a Snyder cut does exist. It doesn't exist. He's fucking with you fans. He did get fired though, but he's fucking with you fans. Uh, but they're saying that jo- Josh Wheaton is now currently exiting the Batgirl project. So he's no longer writing Batgirl again. Oh. Yeah. And yeah, we it, saw saw that coming. I call exactly. We call this like last year. Like this Batgirl movie will never be made. I knew this from the beginning. Oh. Uh, main thing Eli cuz we already said it. There is no Batgirl story. There's nothing there. You know, that Eli I mean not Eli. Uh Josh Whedon said he couldn't crack the code. There's no crack code to crack. There is no Batgirl movie there. She has one story where she got shot and shot and possibly raped, and they're not gonna make a movie of that. You know, uh, yes, you can say that. Well, what about her new future? Not in this. Yeah, maybe not in the '80s. Yeah, you could have did it, <laughs> but not in the Me Too movement. No, that's not gonna happen. So, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and like and Josh Whedon wasn't allowed to make. And that's not the thing me, they're saying he might have dropped out because Josh Whedon has some controversy going on with himself also saying he's a fake feminist. He was just saying feminist bullshit just to get in women's pants, you know, to cheat on his wife and she put all the stuff out there. Who knows? We don't know what the fuck's going on, you know, but they're saying it might have been. Uh, but here's the thing. That asshole. That, <laughs> but here's that the thing. asshole. Get more pussy. That, that but he's married, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, like he was single doing it, you know. But I don't know. It's not like he's gonna do it with his abs or some shit. Like he, he, he's not Michael B. Jordan. He's not gonna just show his six pack. You know. <laughs> anyway, but Eli, there's another conspiracy going on. They say it's more to it. Oh, what do you do now? Okay. Yeah. Now there's a conspiracy. Like I said, you know, with DC, there's always a conspiracy. It's always you know you have to look deeper than what's going on. Some people are saying yeah. that they're so never the Marvel the Marvel spies are. Oh no, that, that's a conspiracy. Oh no, they're saying that Josh Whedon was a Marvel spy. <laughs> like he was a Marvel agent. He was sent to destroy Justice League. <laughs> but that's that's not the controversy, even though that's some stupid the- theories out there also. But um the theory is that that oh, I can't wait to t- I can't I can't wait to talk about the, the Dark Knight's metal book now. Now that you're saying <laughs> I'm pretty sure that DC have always that's the thing DC comics are awesome but they're movies that I don't know what the fuck is going on with that shit but but let me get to the conspiracy theory now the conspiracy is they're saying that there never was a Batgirl movie like ever they're saying that they it was all a cover it was all a smokescreen to just get Josh Whedon into the studio so he could work on Just League from the very beginning because he'd been working on Justice League for a very long time. He, he didn't just show up at Justice League like in September or August or like that. No, he was working on it they, probably a year before then. So basically, but they didn't want anybody to know he came in for Justice League, you know, to come in as like a script doctor or director or whatever like that or sneaking him into the movie. They used Batgirl as a cover screen to just get him in there. Yeah, he's going to write Batgirl, Ooh, but he never was. So they got him in and the moment he got into DC, he started working on Justice League. 
writing, co-writing, removing this part and changing that part and refilming shit like that, which also led to Josh, uh, uh, Scott's, uh, not Scott, Zack Snyder, Scott's the good one, uh, Zack Snyder getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> you like, it all comes full circle. So, and it was all a couple, like I said, we didn't talk about Zack Snyder's whole bullshit thing going on. Probably not going to talk about it. And, and yeah. what was the, what was the purpose of this big elaborate scheme? Well, because they wanted to hide the fact that Josh Wheaton was secretly working on Justice League. They wanted to promote it as Zack Snyder's movie. So, so, so let me get this straight. So they created a fake Batgirl movie that Josh Wheaton was going to direct. Yeah, and right. Just so he could work on, they could, they can fire Zack Snyder yep. and he could direct the Justice League. <laughs> right, but put but Zack just, Snyder's name Josh on it. Wheaton, but Josh Wheaton... But Joss Whedon was a Marvel spy the whole time and <laughs> purposely made a shitty movie <laughs> to fuck everything up and destroy the DCEU. And then he jumped out of the plane, the burning plane with parachute <laughs> and gave a yeah. middle finger to Jim Jones. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting there in his lair right now like, excellent. <laughs> this is all going to according to my design. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then the evil super villain. <laughs> yeah. He's petting a cat right now. Huh? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> With his monocle on and shit. Oh, man. These DC fanboys can write a better fan movie. I want that movie. Just make that movie. You know, just make. Give me a behind the scenes of the Justice League. Give me. I need a just a behind the scenes movie of Justice League and behind the scenes movies of Fan Four Stick. I need both of those movies. <laughs> They will be way more entertaining than the movies we actually got. So, that being said, uh, Leela, did you watch any TV? Um, did I? No, I don't think so. I didn't need. Supposed to watch The Walking Dead. New shit on tonight. Did it come out? Well, that's not, that was uh, nothing. I, I was it. gonna watch some TV, but nothing came out because of the stupid Winter Olympics was on. So no oh, new yeah, show. Too. Yeah, so no new shows came up. Now, not saying when Olympus is stupid, but it is kind of stupid. Honestly, I was watching curling. Right now, Ryan Goldman was telling me that I need to watch curling. Curling is the best thing. Honestly, when I was watching, I didn't even know it was a game. I thought they were cleaning the ice, so I didn't even know it was a real game. So I didn't know who won. I was like, "This is a game. What, what the fuck is this?" Is he a fan of curling? Yeah, he likes curling. Is that is that is what? Is he seriously into curling or is he just fucking with you? I don't know. You never know with Ryan. <laughs> he might have been doing both. I don't know. We can't read sarcasm on, on Exactly, Facebook you can't. So he might have been fucking with me and really like curling at the same time. Yeah, for the guy who says he doesn't like sports and he ain't into... <laughs> <laughs> right. Or, or maybe, but, is he into... Yeah, who... That's, that's the sport he does watch? Right, he watches curling. <laughs> Like really into it, so maybe this is another conspiracy. <laughs> he's, he's setting you up, man. He's setting you up. He's setting me up like I'm gonna like I'm gonna become a curling fan. So he can sit back and laugh at me like, well, USA came second in curling. Like nobody watches that shit. I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the comic book bullies to talk about curling. <laughs> he got us. Fuck it. <laughs> now he's jumping out the burning plane on our podcast, throwing a middle finger at us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. just so he can make instrument destruction look like look a better, better podcast. 
<laughs> okay. Oh, where are we talking? Okay, where are we going with this? Okay, now we talk- we're talking about curling. Fuck curling. <laughs> we're gonna move past that. <laughs> so it's not cool. So I should, should give me a rating. Give me which is score. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will give curling uh, a one out of five. I don't even know how it's. Just, I don't even know how you win. You know, it's like solitaire. You just play, and I don't know. I mean, you clean the ice past the next guy. I don't know what the fuck is. I need to re- let me re- read the rules on curling, and then I tell you what I think about curling. But anyway, past that, clean ice. Is it clean. ice water? Shouldn't that be already clean? I don't know. Whatever. You can have dirty, yeah, you can have dirty water. You can have dirty water. <laughs> I've drank dirty water before. I didn't mean to, but it happens. Oh, <laughs> uh, that being said, <laughs> rule of the day, folks: drink bottled water. Um. Uh, now we can move past that to the video game section. Now the video game section, we're gonna get into it because uh, how do I tackle this, Eli? Should I just move past this part, or should I tackle it? Uh, well, you're the video games, man. Okay, awesome. fuck it. I'm gonna tackle it. Let's just go for it. So Donald J. Trump, <laughs> let's just get into it. Oh, that video game. Yeah, that, that video, video game. game. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I thought you had a video game. <laughs> yeah, well, technically it is video game news, but it's not. But let's just dig into it. Okay, so I like, suppose. yeah, we, we're just gonna get into it. Just get out of it as fast as possible because this is. I want to tiptoe around this. So, like I said, uh, last week, like I said, there was a a school shooting that happened. Like I said, there was another one, and then every time that happens, we get a mass shooting. There is always, you know, news reports about it on what we should do, what we shouldn't do, where should we go from next, and everybody has these ideas when it's happening. And of course, our president Donald J. Trump have some interesting ideas. Uh, Eli, have you heard one of his ideas? Not video game related, but just pure one of his ideas. His brilliant. I've heard a bunch of his. Okay. Yeah, his, his, his his great ideas. His great yeah, brilliant ideas. The reason they're gonna be, I got some. They're gonna be amazing. Amazing. So yeah. here's his number one idea, and it's in video game related. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get it to video games in a second. But let me just get there. His brilliant idea to help gun control in the schools is to give the teachers guns and arm themselves. Mm-hmm. So and if, give them a bonus. They do. <laughs> like what the fuck that's the dumbest shit in the world you're gonna give a, a underworked you know underpaid teacher a gun with these insane crazy students out there eh, probably not the smartest idea um and then you're still not stopping kids from coming in there uh other idea he wants to do is raise the you know the age on certain guns that shouldn't be on the market anyway you know, but here's where he really gets to go. Okay, like I said, he got all these brilliant ideas about it's everybody's problem. It's it's everybody's problem except the guns, right? It's people's problem. It's kids' problems. The teachers' problems. The parents' problems. Not the guns' problem. Don't blame the guns. You know, but here's what he also wants to blame. He's saying another reason. You know, kids are out of control, and you know we're having these issues, but we're always getting mad students in schools. Is because guess what? Video games. Yes, Eli. We are back to 1997. We having the same argument or the, over and over. Or the fifties. Or the Oh yeah. Well, that was comic books then. You know, the comic books was killing people. Yeah. Then, or, know? And, or, and and marijuana. Or Elvis and that. Yeah. And marijuana and all that rock and roll music. Rock, rock and roll, roll music. Marijuana was killing people back then. You know, you smoke marijuana. That's that's it. Your life is ruined. You know. So those are that was going on back then. 
And now we're having these same arguments that are repeating itself right now. So Trump doesn't want to get rid of the guns, but he wants to get rid of the games that have guns. Is that how it works? You learn. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure this out. I mean, like I said, he's a brilliant strategist. He's a tactician. So I'm trying to figure out where is his thought process on blaming guns and movies and stuff or video games when people are actually getting their hands on guns they shouldn't be even getting their hands on and going in and mowing down, you know, public places. So I don't I don't know. Unless the, strat- the strategy his strategy is he's appealing to an audience who for votes, you know, because that is the argument. A lot of people believe. Look, let, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Uh, you know, the, the, it's not the guns. It's 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 the you know the they don't want to blame guns, and and because you know guns equals freedom, you know, for a lot of people. Right, know. but they keep guns their guns the just in case all. if the government try to take their guns away, just in case the government yeah. is too crazy. Yeah. So that didn't make any sense. <laughs> they trust yeah. the government. But they don't trust the government enough to give them the guns because they're scared that the government might try to yeah. come and take their guns. So yeah, they they support the troops, but right. they're also afraid the troops are going to come and steal the <laughs> the hypocrisy of it. Look, let's let's just call yeah, it what it uh, is. The NRA has so many politicians in their pocket; they are not going to change the laws as long as Donald Trump is in office. These gun laws are not going to change. So the thing is. We're getting all these issues with guns and every issue we come up with, they say, no, that's not a solution. That's not a solution. It's not the solution. You know what's not the solution? Not doing anything. If we just don't do anything, you're going to get more mass shootings. So at least let's try something and then say it doesn't work afterwards. It's like, oh, well, that's not going to work. Let's just not do that. Like, have we tried not doing it? My my biggest pet, you know what my biggest pet peeve about this whole gun debate Mm-hmm. is it always happens when a mass shooting happens. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, mass shootings are fucked up, and they're a lot more frequent than they used to be. Yeah. And we're having a lot more of them. But every day in the inner city, motherfuckers are getting shot every day. There's probably someone getting shot right as we speak. Yep. So as fucked up as mass shootings are, they're just a small percentage of, the vi- of, the, of gun violence. Most of it is just happens every single day. Just people shooting each other in, in you know, mostly in, 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 in inner cities. And no one says anything about that. No one addresses any of that shit, you know. So that's what really gets on my nerves about this thing. That it's is true, too. It's only when a mass shooting happens. Then, yeah. yeah, it's um, only what's newsworthy, so, you know. Not to saying that these shootings are bad. They're, yeah. they're bad, but at the same time, they go after something that's newsworthy. Yeah. Uh, a guy shoots somebody yeah. in the hood. That's not newsworthy. It's it's not, you know. Unless a cop shoots him, then it's yeah, newsworthy. It's, but, you know. Yeah, it's, and it's it sucks because these these are all gun related, uh, you know, uh, victims. You know, they're they're all result. You know, all this gun violence is a lot bigger than people think, and you know, and it just yeah, it just gets swept under the rug, and you know, it's it, it just yeah. Well, I, yeah. Do we still want to? How long are we can talk about this? I'm I'm, I'm done. Bummed out. I'm done. Yeah, let's. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it that long. Anyway, I, honestly, I didn't let's think. Talk about, about... Let's talk about the Punisher now. <laughs> <laughs> let's take our minds off these politics. Stop calling me a Nazi. <laughs> oh, that's an inside joke. Never mind. Uh, yeah, we can move past that. Let's let's. Uh, like I said, do something. 
anything anything is better than nothing so like i said we can move past that uh how are we gonna do this eli we're actually gonna talk about the comic books part of it where we actually talk about the part they get the bills paid eli got a shitload of books i have barely shit to talk about so how we gonna do this eli you want to go first do i talk first how we, how we do this what, what, what books do you have do you have any dc books <laughs> fuck no i should but i don't okay should i should i just tackle dc real quick like really quick Cool, cool. Okay, um, we, you can go with DC we'll just, first. We'll just get DC because I, I got a big pile here. Um, yeah, uh, let's see. What should I talk about? Should I talk about that Dark Knight Rising Wild Hunt? Yeah, um, yeah. Because I, I honestly so I didn't know the book was out, but I mean, if it, especially if it's relevant to the story. Um, I get. I mean, it should be because the Justice League actually take out one of the Dark Knights in this book. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's how you know um, the story is about to wrap yeah, up. This so. is, yeah, uh, this is really just a wild story. Um, it starts out with the, the detective chimp. Oh, cool! Hell yeah, I love detective and, chimp. Yeah, so it goes to his backstory and basically kind of goes. It's a prologue of him, you know, uh, 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 kind of coming to be and then figuring things out and um, basically trying to solve this pickle that everybody's in of the, of the dark multiverse taking over everything. Um, and then, of course, we have uh, the Flash and Raven, and and, uh, and they're on this, like, ship that that's, does sound. And this is the thing that's kind of, that I found a little strange. Um, it turns out the that, is it the multiverse or the metals are... are, are are on a sig, basically on a signal of sound, or something. Okay. It's really wild. This is really weird. This is getting like way over my head. And there's a note that you have to play or something, and that's what Detective Chimp figures out. You know that there's these notes to combat the 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 sound of the of the dark multiverse. I don't know. It's really wild shit. Um. At some point, the the Red Death guy, the the uh, the Flash, Bat Bat Flash, the, the, whatever the, the Bat the, Fla- the Bat Flash guy comes. They take him out, um, and but then, the, like a few pages later, the Batman who laughs is like, "Oh, they took out the Red Flat or the Red Death. Everything's going according to plan." <laughs> oh wow! Okay. And right there, they kind of lost me. Right there, I'm like, seriously. The <laughs> <laughs> like how this is like a how many billions of years plan <laughs> right well this is <laughs> batman all, it's prep time all these multi- <laughs> this is all these multiverses like all these billions of of schemes that have could have put into play and he's finally like excellent <laughs> they took out the red <laughs> death <laughs> and i and i was just like you know what I think they're kind of losing me now. As cool as the story was at the beginning, it just seems like they're just trying to wrap it up real quick now because we got one more issue. Yeah. And they, it, yeah. At, at this and point, it's like, wow. It, 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 yeah, the stories feel like it's overstated as welcome. It, it, it does. Yeah, it's like all the stuff I wanted to see is like I haven't. Like, oh, cool, they're going to fight it. They're going to fight one of the Dark Knights now. And it's like one page, a one right. page fight. I was, I was hoping to see battles and war and. And we got one issue left. What what can they do in one issue to wow me? 
No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at, at some point, it's just like, okay, you're getting a little too crazy now, you know, with the the fifty foot Hawkman in hell. And, and I guess, you know. and it's got like, like it's written by multiple people. It's like Snyder, uh, Grant Morrison has a credit on this, you know, and you know how Grant Morrison is. That oh yeah. Just too, yeah. So it's got a lot of that stuff all over it, um, just weird shit going on, and it's like. Uh, I, I, I kind of felt it kind of made me feel like when I was like in high school and I started getting tired of, of superhero comics. Right. Cause they get it, 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 right. It re- like, this whole book reads like a nineties book. <laughs> I was like, damn, okay. You know, cause at the time I just started getting bored of stuff. I was like, okay. Uh, the Hulk's a gangster in Vegas. Right. Uh, Magneto's in space, you know? <laughs> right. It, it, like it wasn't a story. It was just more sales gimmicks. That's all it was, you know? Yeah. The Punisher's teaming up with a vampire. Now. Right, he's Frankenstein, and <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, and I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna start reading alien comics and hardcore <laughs> shit. <laughs> and that's kind of what I did. And this book kind of like made me feel like, damn, this is just way too much shit going over my head. And I'm like, yeah, I just wanted to see stuff, like, yeah, because it's all like planets and universes colliding and right. shit. I, I just want to see. And in tights punching each other, man. And and the thing was, at the beginning, even when we first read it, there really wasn't much of a story there. It was just like shit happening. Just like, ooh, watch how much crazy yeah. shit we can do. Look at these crazy characters. And it was cool first, yeah. but now we're like so many tie-ins and so many books in it. Like, okay, you still yeah. throwing more there crazy shit this, at us, yeah. you know? Yeah, there was all this build-up to this really cool idea. Yeah. And, and, and plus, we really don't even know where the story, how it's going to end, like where it's going. It's just more crazy shit happening. You know, yeah, you think like, on the last the last episodes, we'd be like, okay, this is what's going to happen. No, it just still feel like more crazy shit's happening. So, yeah. I don't know how they're going to wrap this up. They might just say, oh, we're done. Everybody leave. And that's it. So, I don't know. That's Because we oh. got all these new books and the, these new books coming out. We got us that are supposedly set up after all this shit happened. Right. So. DC Spider-Man. <laughs> DC Fantastic Four. DC Hulk. DC, <laughs> DC Black Widow. Like, yeah, yeah. we're original. You know, whatever. <laughs> so, so oh. I mean, I give it a, I give it a three out of five. I mean, it, it's it continues the story, but not much happened. I mean, yeah, you know, it goes deep into DC lore, like the detective chimp, and there's the, the was it the challenges of the unknown are there? Yeah, uh, you know, all that shit. And I'm, you know, you know me, I'm not a big DC fan as far as like yeah. the universe goes. But the, the thing is, the so, challenges of the unknown, they're the Fantastic Four without powers. So it's like, what's the point? It's just dudes. Yeah, it's, I don't know. And oh I yeah, that's another book, thing. So. There's some. There's like a. There's a, like a fifty third universe now uh, that are all that's all animals or something because they're all chimps or something. I don't know. Hey, I, I blame it on Grant Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's just keep Grant Morrison universe, like, right. But, but I mean, he created the fifty universes and shit like that. So yeah. It, as crazy as it, as crazy as it is, he's the only person allowed to add another universe. But I mean, you said fifty two, leave yeah. it fifty two, you know. And and the thing yeah, is, like in the, in, in the, in the universe, he has he has a roadmap of every single universe, like all fifty of them. Like this one is Nazi universe, this one is the other universe, this one is the flip universe, this one, movie universe, all that shit. So yeah, l- let him. So have like me. basically the the last page of this book is um uh there's a there's a, a a chimp Batman, a chimp Superman, a chimp Aquaman. Oh my fuck! You know what I mean? 
<laughs> oh yeah. shit! So, yeah, and one there's one more issue now. <laughs> one more issue where they yep. fight a planet of uh, Wonder Women. <laughs> Uh, of, of yeah of apes it's going to be a universe of the the the, 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 the multiverse of apes <laughs> oh come on dc anyway dc is still doing good with this this dark knight metal shit is overstated as welcome okay can i go my book now uh sure okay i'm trying to see how i'm gonna tackle this okay so the next book i'm gonna do and i really didn't want to but i almost had to do it i'm gonna review black panther annual number one now okay. i know i can hear the groan in your voice eli but i got some good news for you it's not it written by Tenny Hissy Coates. Oh, no shit. Nah, he is nowhere near this book. Okay. Matter of fact, the funny thing about it, notice that I said it's Black, An- Black Panther Annual 1. Black Panther's been around for 50 years, right? Never had an annual. So this is his first annual. Now, let me break down the, the background of the story. Like, the annual is written by three art, uh, three writers. But it's not like that messy shit you just talked about with Dark Knight Metal. It's, uh, it's three different stories in the book. It's three different stories. And the first story is written by Christopher Priest. You know, one of the uh, greatest Black Panther writers. Uh, the other story is by Don McGregor, who wrote the jungle action uh, Panther's Fury. They say it's like Marvel's first graphic novel ever, which, you know, is the story that invented Killmonger. So he's the second book. And then the third book is Reggie Hudlin. So these three guys are pretty much considered the three greatest Black Panther writers alive. You know, not counting Dwayne McDuffie, who passed back in 2011. But. That's why you know was he, that's was he one of the was he one of the milestone guys? Yes, or uh, McDuffie. Yeah, he created milestone. Okay, yeah, yeah, but he okay. he wrote he wrote some uh he wrote a Fantastic Four book and the first thing he did when he wrote Fantastic Four was put Storm and Black Panther on it. So like oh. yeah, fuck Mister Fantastic, put put Storm on there. So that's what it is. So you got like I said, you got Priest, you got McGregor, and you got Hudlin, and they're writing the stories. Basically, the story feel like a continuation of the stories they were written. I'll give you an example. Okay. First story was Chris Priest run. And the thing is, each each book pretty much has the characters that they introduce, the characters they use, stuff like that. So Chris Priest run uh, basically starts with the same narration, you know, with with uh, Everett Ross, Everett K. Ross, because the story was always narrated by him in his books. So the same way with him, he's about a crazy story, how a shark kind of attacked him and he got kidnapped and like that. But then he's talking to the CIA because basically they want to know what the they think that uh, Black Pants is behind, you know, a murder. Basically, what happened is that the government, the U.S. government, found out that Wakanda has the cure for global warming, but they won't give it to anybody. <laughs> they're just leaving it there. But the thing is, you know, in coast runs stuff like that, you know, they're saying that uh, Wakanda is changing their governmental structure. So now they said they're open for talks, you know, to talk to people to give them the. Uh, the cure for global warming, you know, so we won't all burn them shit like that. But they said the guy that they sent, he ends up dead. So they're like, okay, well, obviously Black Panther must have something to do with it. Ace Ross is saying Black Panther didn't kill that guy. I don't know who killed that guy, but I haven't talked to Black Panther in years. I don't have shit to do with it. I'm no longer his sidekick. I'm out of it, you know. But he goes telling the story about what happened and how he got to the point where he is now. Basically, Agent Ross, before he got there, was kidnapped. He was kidnapped by, uh, he was kidnapped by the White Wolf. Like I said, if you watch the Black Panther movie, you know the name of it. But basically what White Wolf is, is Black Panther's white adopted brother that is the leader of the, the dogs of war. He, he's, he's Black Panther's Loki, basically. That's the easiest way to explain him. He kidnaps Ross. He tells Ross, because the thing was, uh, White Wolf killed that guy. 
and he's asked where is the uh where is the global warming cure because i want it for myself i don't want what kind of have it i want black Panther to have it i want it for myself and ross like i don't know what you're talking about i don't have it and then all the dogs of war start getting not killed but they get start getting stabbed and stuff and ross is free and stuff like that and the white wolf is like what the fuck's going on and ross like okay yeah black panther's gonna save me but it wasn't black panther it was actually malice now if you know who malice is okay remember nakia in the movie his girlfriend yeah. Okay. In the comics, she's a supervillain. She was a ex Dora Milaje, went fucking nuts, went crazy because she was in love with uh, Black Panther and killed everybody he loved. And basically, he's trying to go after. She's trying to save Ross because you think if she saves Ross, she'll get back in good, you know, with the child and stuff like that. But he's crazy. So the the rest of the dogs of war go after her. They start attacking him, try to get him, stuff like that. But somehow Ross gets away and he ends up in the CIA office. And then when he finds out the CIA, he look, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. So they're like, well, we had nothing on you, Ross. We're going to leave. So when they walk out the door, all of a sudden Black Panther just pops up behind him out of nowhere. And he was like, so did you kill that guy? And Ross tells him, did you kill that guy? And I'm like, no, I didn't kill him. Uh, because, you know, obviously, you know, Malice or White Wolf kill a guy because I can't give the United States the cure for global warming because you know what's going to happen i give them a cure for global warming if i give them that the first thing it's going to do is going to go to the pentagon and even they're not going to cure global warming they're going to use it to fuck up some other region and use it for military purposes so that's why i got to keep it for what kind of purposes even though the government structures change i got to make sure that nobody keep their hands on it and and ross says like well you ever trust you know uh trust the united states and he just tells them no and then leaves out the door and that's it uh, that's story one. That's story one. I know that I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to keep it short as short as possible. That was story one with Christopher Priest. Now, issue two. I mean, part two of the story was Don McGregor's run. You know, he was continuing with the uh, with his Panthers Fury run, and basically what it is is that uh, Black Panther was going all the way over to the other side of the mountain to grab a magic herb. You know, the herb that gave him his powers because he was giving it for a funeral, and the funeral he was giving for was his girlfriend, his ex girlfriend Monica Lynn. Uh, if you don't know who Monica Lynn was, that was his girlfriend that was in the 60s and the 70s. And she actually saved him when Killmonger beat the fuck out of him and threw him off a waterfall. She's the one to drag him out of there and, you know, nurse him back to health. But she's dead now. Apparently, she died from cancer. And the thing is, apparently, Wakanda doesn't have the cure for cancer. And T'Challa is crying over the funeral, you know, because he was like, we got all these things we could do. I'm the Black Panther. I'm the king. And I can't save her from this, you know. But he decides to put the magic herb in her, you know, her casket and, you know, says goodbye, which is actually kind of sad because, like I said, Monica uh, Lynn had been in the comics like forever. And now apparently she's killed off. So for no reason, you know, so that's cool. Now, the last story, the last story is actually pretty interesting. Like I said, the last story is written by Reggie Hudlin. We all know who Reggie Hudlin is, you know, from from House Party uh, and Boomerang and all those movies. So apparently he's writing his story is called Black to the Future. <laughs> And it's in the future where T'Challa is walking with his grand with his granddaughter, and his granddaughter is telling me, uh, "Granddad, tell me how you took over the world." You're like, "Oh yeah, I'll tell you how I took over the world." Uh, remember, you know, Wakanda is a small little town, and you know, your grandmother Storm got pregnant, you know, with your mom and your dad and stuff like that. And people thought that Wakanda was easy pickings at the time. No, they weren't. And then it showed a picture of Doctor Doom is dead. <laughs> so like, yeah, Doctor Doom tried to attack us, we killed him. And we made sure he didn't come back. So they got Dr. Doom's head, or not head, but like his helmet in his trophy room and shit like that. So then after that, all we had all these, me and Storm had all these kids, and all our kids started getting mutant powers. 
So since they had mutant powers, some people started to come for our kids, like Magneto, you know, trying to take uh, Black Panther Storm kids, and they had to kill him too. So then they showed Magneto's helmet in the, in the trophy room also. So, so once we took out Doom and we took out Magneto, now the United States government and everybody in the world finally knows how powerful Wakanda really is. So what we did is that we didn't attack them. What we did is that we put, uh, we continue Professor X, you know, uh, Professor X dream and we put mutant schools in every single continent. So what happened was every school who put those mutants in, they worship us because we helped them get started. Not only that, when Namor got attacked by the U.S. government and Atlantis got destroyed, he made a peace treaty with T'Challa and he moved all of Atlantis into Wakanda also. So Atlantis moved to uh, Africa and Namor saw how happy T'Challa was with Storm. He wanted to get married. So he started marrying like one of the black chicks in, in Wakanda and started having black kids. Starts having black mutant Atlanteans. So they com they combined their resources like Wakanda and Atlantis and they basically became a superpower that uh took over the world and their kids married you know to make a peace treaty so Wakanda and Atlantis won't attack each other so now they have black Atlantean mutant Wakandan you know powerhouses all over the country you know and then the granddaughter is like that's a funny story that and then one of the kid the one of the kids uh one of his grandkids fly over there and take the granddaughter like hey sh aunt shuri wants to meet uh your cousins and they fly off stuff like that and then while they fly off uh the child starts talking to like you know the past ancestors of the the black panther tribe and legion stuff like that talk to them it's like that you know it's the calm before the storm you know it's going to be time for war again and the child just tells you know like, i appreciate y'all but i can't do it again i can't go through war because war costs too much and then you see another trophy in there is iron man's helmet yeah, and that's how the story ends. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> okay. So, cool. yeah, so it was it was really cool because, like I said, these three writers, if they were doing continuations of their runs because they all did different runs with Black Panther and like Agent Ross was in Priest Run, Storm got married in Hudlin's Run, Killmonger Mongolian was in McGregor's Run. So they it felt like it felt like three different stories, three different characters, but it kept it in the style of their story. So. I thought it was awesome. It just felt good to read a good Black Panther story again. Because <laughs> like I said, Coates is it's like you're swimming through quicksand reading his shit. You know, this was fun to read. This was a fun Black Panther book to read. So I like it was cool. So yeah, the art style was cool and everything. I give it a I give it a 4.5 out of 5. I can't give it higher than that because all these stories, you know, they're not going to be in continuity. It was just some shit they were just telling. Other than the Monica yeah. Lynn story, which actually is pretty sad. If they kill her, that's kind of... But they haven't used her in like 10 years. So it's like, why not kill her, you know? So yeah, that's all I got with that. So, okay. all right. Well, I can blaze through uh, the rest of this DC shit real quick. Cool. Um, um, I got Batman number forty-one. Okay, that's after uh, the Wonder Woman, right? Yep. Um, so, Poison Ivy has taken over the world, and Batman's got to do some shit about it. Well, Only damn. ones she, she's controlling everybody on Earth, uh, except for Batman and Catwoman who were able to inject themselves with some serum that allows them not to be controlled by her. Um, we'll see what will they will do. Um, the, the last panel, they're basically saying, like, how the fuck she do this? And uh, he's like, I don't know. Like, this is everybody on planet? What the hell? What are we going to do about this? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, Batman says he doesn't know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, 
She's controlling everybody on the planet. He's like, I don't know. How the fuck she do this? I don't know. What are we gonna do about it? I don't know. And that's how it ends. <laughs> Batman says he doesn't know. How did Batman not know? Batman knows everything. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. It's the start of a new arc. Um, not a lot happens. I give it a three out of five just because it's just the beginning. But the art is really cool, and it's you know it's it's told the way it unfolds is really well. So yeah, so there's that. You know, Batman forty one. Uh, I got Batman and Ninja Turtles. Okay, cool. Uh, two, number four, and basically it's t- it picks up where the last ones are uh, uh, left off, where the turtles and Batman, along with Damian Wayne, um, they are being attacked by Bane, who's crossed over into the uh, the New York into the you know the Turtles universe, and he's taken control of the Foot Clan along with Bebop and Rocksteady and Baxter Stockman, who is now a fly. And there's a fight that goes on, and they basically realize they get their ass kicked, you know, because Bane's just too damn powerful. Even there's a cool moment where Splinter is like beating the shit out of a uh, uh, of Bane by right. just hitting him, hitting his pressure points. But you know, he's still just too damn powerful, and he they, he grabs fucking Splinter and like throws him, and he gets buried under a bunch of rubble. Like, oh shit! They, the turtles rescue him, and he's all fucked up. They go back to their lair, and they're like, damn, what are we gonna do, man? We, he's just too damn powerful. No matter what we do, he's just too damn strong. And Donnie's like, well, we should take this Venom. And they're like, no, no, man. And Batman's like, no, that, that, that shit makes you crazy. But Raphael's like, no, the, you know, what else are we going to do? No matter how, you know, he's still, you know, he, we, we might outskill him. But in the end, he's just too damn powerful. And um, uh, meanwhile, Bane has taken over the city. He's taken over all the gangs. And he takes, uh, he goes to the Statue of Liberty and puts a big giant Bane banner over the face of the Statue of Liberty. So it looks like Bane's face is on the Statue of Liberty. He's like, I am, you know, look at me, you know, like Ozymandias. I am like, look at me upon despair, all that shit. You know, he quotes that shit. And then the last panel, it shows all the fucking turtles are sleeping. They're trying, you know, they're trying to rest up and Donnie sneaks off and he takes the venom. So the last panel is Donatello taking the venom and he's all raging out and shit. Oh man, I was hoping all of them would take it. Okay, but just yeah. just Raphael take. It. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. So. Yeah. Yeah. So um so Donatello, Donatello <laughs> takes it. Donatello takes it? The fuck? Yeah. I was hoping Raphael would take it like if one of them would take it, let, well, let Raphael take it, you know. Yeah. Well, he was the one who said that was a good idea. So hopefully hopefully we'll see some ro- raging out uh turtles against Bane. So, and then of course I got Aquaman 33. Okay. This is the last um, uh, issue of the uh, Underworld story. Well, it's not. It's 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 this particular arc. Um, this Underworld storyline that's been going on is fucking awesome. Um, basically, Orin Wrath has usurped the throne from Aquaman, um, attacked the throne, left him for dead, and banished Mira to. The surface world and then put a wall this force field over atlantis so no one could get in and no one could get out so he built a wall ah. around around atlantis no one's it's allowed gonna in. be huge yeah <laughs> and um and uh and he's basically taking over atlantis and all the pure of course it's all pure bloods you know are are the only ones that would be citizens all the you know the mixed races of the underworld and the underclass there's like this uh, they call it the third or the ninth trident or whatever which is like the way the ghetto of atlantis they're like way down in the trenches and they're all like mutants 
you know, not pure blood Atlanteans. They look like crabs and monsters. King Shark shows up. He's got a gang down there. Um, and that's where uh, Aquaman wakes up. He has, you know, he he's not dead. He ends up basically forming this, like, underground army to take on uh, Orin Wrath. Now, Mira, she... Um, I can't remember the kid's name, but she gets this magic Atlantean kid to help her bust through the crown of thorns. That's what it's called, the wall over Atlantis. But it's this magic spell. But he wasn't, you know, a fully he 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 studied magic, but he wasn't really good at it and said, if this doesn't work, you this might drown you, you know. So she goes through it and, you know, you know, basically tells everybody that Arthur's alive and goes to the sisterhood. Uh, and, and they said, OK, if you're still alive, we're going to make you queen. You know, so mm-hmm. Mira's going to be queen. The problem is the magic spell didn't work. Now she's suffocating and she needs to get back up to the surface. But the crown of thorns, this wall is still up. So in this issue, Aquaman and all his cronies from the underworld, they all attacked the the magistry and they kick ass aquaman brings down the crown of thorns and then he brings mira up back to the surface where she's now recovering and um and they're like yeah you're you got to rest up because you're going to be queen of atlantis now so so yeah um and from what i understand i think next week we're gonna have uh the mira queen of atlantis story arc she's gonna have her own book her own story arc so, which I'm really interested in. Now, is she going to have her own book or she's going to have her own story arc in, inside the Aquaman book? I, I think it's supposed to be her, like a one through six arc, you know? Okay. Where it's just going to be her. I mean, this 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 is still a, like Aquaman still got to go back down and kick or, uh, Rat's ass. So, <laughs> he's still got some shit to do. Like, the war is not over yet, but the crown of thorns is down. Like, the wall has been taken down. So, um, so he's still got to go beat ass, but she's reco- she's on she's at Amnesty Bay recovering, and um, yeah, so she's gonna have her own book for like six issues, I think, and uh, yeah. But this 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 has been I mean this is the 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 art this is awesome that what I say his name was that guy from Croatia the Sejan Sergin or something I don't know I don't know how to pronounce his name but it looks really elegant fantasy art and just really it looks like a magic the gathering card you know what i'm saying that really really detailed fantasy novel artwork yeah i was just just looking i was just looking at the art in it aquaman but look like some watercolors or something or yeah yeah. and like it it fits that book you know yeah yeah like some lord of the rings shit you know that's what it is it's lord of the rings underwater it's really cool so I get this, yeah, I give this a 4.5 out of 5, you know. Cool. Um, just because, you know, it's been going on so long. I mean, this this story arc has been going on so long. but So it's it's cool to see things starting to wrap up. So, yeah, that's all the DC books I got. So, cool. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I guess I can finish. Uh, I got another book I got going on. Like I said, we have, uh, what is this, Infinity Countdown Prime number one? Okay. Okay. Now. Remember, I guess two weeks ago I talked about Adam Warlock with Infinity, whatever, whatever. That's that's tied to this. Matter of fact, it's almost like a, a the next book, the next chapter in that storyline. So basically, what's going on? I'll just give you a quick. Basically, uh, the easiest way to explain is that the Infinity Gauntlet, the Infinity Gems, 
the Infinity Stones, whatever like that, are everywhere in the universe now. And one person has each one and they're spread all over the place. Like some have it on Earth, some have it in space, whatever like that. Anyway, the base how the story starts off is that it's in Canada. And you know in Canada you got Wolverine sitting on the log, drinking a beer. He sees a dog, he grabs at the dog, dog runs away, and then he takes out his uh his claws because he's attacked by Ultron drones. Ultron drones drones show up because yeah, they want his infinity stone. He has infinity stone in his hand, and he like you guys don't want to win. You guys are rookies because I'm the best that is at what I do, and what I do is teleport. And because he's teleport, because that's what it, the power hit the infinity stone he has. So he starts teleporting around him, slashing him, teleporting, slashing him. They're all dead and shit like that. Some of them are actually like human, like cyborgs, like that. Wolverine don't give a shit. Stabs him in the fucking face and shit like that. So when it's all said and done, Loki shows up. And Loki say, and Loki, the first thing he does is slashes Wolverine in the face. He was like, "Oh yeah, I want to make sure it's you because so many of you guys running around right now. Every time I turn around, it's another dude that called Wolverine. So if you heal, obviously it's you, Wolverine. And Wolverine starts healing. He's like, Haha, that's funny. And then Wolverine stabs him through the chin and hit his upper eye. And he said, "Well, I just want to make sure it's you also, you know." So Logan, Loki starts screaming and shit like that. And then his eye almost pokes out. So he takes a towel and wraps his eye up. He was like. Uh, Logan, calm down. I didn't come here to fight you. I came here to get the Infinity Stone from you because you know what the fuck you're doing. Wolverine, like, I'm not gonna give you the Infinity Stone. That's the uh, why would I give you Loki the Infinity Stone because you don't have the power to stop people from coming. You what? Would, what will you do if somebody else that has another Infinity Stone come looking for your Infinity Stone? And Wolverine turns around to him. Well, I got extra pockets, and then walks off. He's like, Oh, that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna make the Infinity Pants. You know, that's what Loki says. And then he flies off some shit like that. So then they just go showing the other Infinity Stones. And they're all over space. The Nova Corps got some. Um, Adam Warlock got one. Another funny thing is Captain Marvel has one. Captain Marvel has Infinity Stone. And they show the different Captain Marvels throughout other realities. Like they show Carol Danvers. Then they show Monica Rambeau, you know, who was, you know, also the original female Captain Marvel. Then they show Captain Marvel, you know, Marvel. And then they also show another Captain Marvel, which looked like Shazam. But they they bleep it out where they don't bleep it out, but they show like a part of them where you can't really tell if it's Shazam. Like they've been saying, they're basically saying that Captain Marvels through all realities have the reality stone or whatever like that. Uh, and then, like I said, Adam Warlock, the last book we talked about, uh, Kane the Conqueror killed him and buried him to make sure that he arrives in 2018, which he finally breaks out of the pyramid. And he breaks out, you know, in a tourist attraction because now the pyramid is just, you know, in Egypt. Everybody takes off running. He like run along, get out of here. But while he's there, uh, they cut to Ego, the Living Planet, and his evil half, which is the Magus, is sitting on Ego, the Living Planet. He's like, yeah, I'm coming to get the Infinity Stone because they're back, and I'm gonna kill everybody to get them. You know, before he can do that uh Ultron punches his hand through his chest you know kills Megas right there but the thing is this Ultron is not just Ultron it's Hank Pym slash Ultron it's Pymtron they combine into one person so uh Ultron or Pymtron whatever you want to uh, after he pulls his hand out of Megas chest picks up the Infinity Stone and like the world is mine the universe is mine I'm gonna get all the Infinity Stones and like that but while he's holding Infinity Stone you can see inside of it, and Hank Pym is inside of the Infinity Stone he's holding. Obviously, he's trapped his soul inside of the Soul Stone he's holding. While he's in the Soul Stone, he meets this old lady that's also in there, and the old lady is Gamora, I guess? Uh -huh. And Gamora said, welcome, Hank Pym. Now it's time for you to regain your soul, because you're going to be here forever. And that's how the book ends. So, yeah. 
Uh, overall, what I think about the book? What I think about the book? You know, it was cool watching Wolverine do Wolverine shit. Well, I didn't think I would miss that. I thought I'd be tired of that, but I missed that. Like, okay, <laughs> give me that. You know, cool. Uh, the Infinity Stones going around. You had a little Easter egg and stuff like that, like Shazam popping up in a Marvel book, and you know, the Power Stone is an actual planet. And that's why the Nova Corps coming out. So they they changed they changed and and that's what Loki was trying to tell him. Like remember that the this this Marvel universe has been rebooted. Marvel didn't like to advertise that, but this is a reboot. This is not the same universe has been before. That's why the Infinity Stones are different Infinity Gems that we grew up with. So that's they changed all this stuff up. But yeah, overall, I give the book a a three point five out of five. I, I, I was not looking for another Infinity storyline because we read like a shit ton of them, but. I like what it's going like if you give the stone to different people and they're at war with each other i'm interested so and plus it's the writer of the writer from the uncanny uncanny avengers book and eli that uncanny avengers book was awesome that that first run when they had with that shit was awesome so that's why i'm enjoying this shit right now so yeah 3.5 of 5 um you got another book you want to review i got i can do my i can go over to the punish the two punishers cool go for it so, okay i kept punisher war machine 221 uh, quite simple. It's still continuing the storyline. Punisher's out in Russia or Croatia or whatever the hell. Um, over there somewhere, uh, mopping up a mess that uh, uh, Nick Fury has uh, been trying to cover up because uh, one of his S.H.I.E.L.D. operations, when S.H.I.E.L.D. fell because of the shit that Captain America did, <laughs> because of Secret Empire, right. because of that shit, um, a bunch of rogue states have now taken over uh, secret shield uh, hideouts and taking their technology and shit. So he gets Punisher to go over there and mop them up because they're dictators and assholes and, you know, being warlords and shit. So he gives get, uh, Punisher has a war machine armor, goes there and starts kicking ass. Now this book, he's go, he just goes around and he's basically Jason Voorhees in this book. Um, <laughs> going after the list of... Uh, of, of lieutenants trying to find this general that's, you know, and he's going around killing every guy's, you know, in, in really gruesome ways. It's really cool. Just seeing Punisher dudes, Punisher shit. Only he's got a war machine armor now. Um, and then the last, and, and even like Nick Fury even said, like, you can't, uh, you can't do this. Cause he's going to, he's got nuclear weapons. He's going to wage war. You know, I was like, well, I can't find the guy, you know, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go after his, his lieutenants. So that's what he does. He goes around and starts killing all those lieutenants and then the last panel is, um, or the last page is, you know, Fury saying, uh, Frank, we got a problem. The general just broadcasts live and saying, we, you know, and it's basically the, the, the terrorist known as the Punisher has been waging war on my country. If he does not vacate immediately, we will be forced to use nuclear weapons. And then the last panel is just, uh, is just, um, Punisher in the war machine armor flying out in the, into the sky. He's, See, I told you he'd come out of hiding. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, hell yeah. So cool. Four, 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 four out of five. That was just, you know, Punisher doing Punisher shit. Cool. Now, Punisher Platoon number six. Garth Ennis, um, back on the book, who's writing about Punisher or Frank Castle's first tour in Vietnam. Um, and it's structured as this writer of this novel. He's writing a book about, you know, the Punisher. And he's interviewing the guys from his platoon. And um, uh, 
basically the, they got a, in the last issue the, the, they talked about this battle in the swamp where they got ambushed and the punisher was attacked by this uh, female sniper who swore revenge on frank castle and they stabbed the shit out of each other this is pretty gruesome fight um but punisher does end up killing her and there's this really awesome moment where um one of the guys the guys in the platoon he's like laying there injured and they're like, what did he say? You know, he saw the fight. He saw the fight between the sniper and, and the Punisher and they where they just shank each other up. And um, he gets he he ends up like breaking her back and he gets on top of her and he, they, he says something to her. And they're like, well, what did he say? And the guy's like, I don't know. But I'll tell you this. It's none of our business. And it was just like, yeah, because like this is all personal, uh, personal whatever they had between them. So it, it sort of feeds into what becomes of the Punisher. And, and, and the rest of the book is just basically them saying goodbye. Like, cause no one died like Punisher's platoon. He never lost a guy in that platoon. So they talk about how they all like left and they all got to spend the rest of their tour in the hospital. Cause a lot of them were injured and they got, they, they get to leave. And um, they're saying, I don't know whatever, what became of him. Mm-hmm. But I know that the guy we knew there was he looked out for us like there was basically there was a there was some honor to him. There was a before he became this murdering, you know, vigilante. There was this drive, this, this great qualities about him, basically, you know, so like all I know about Frank Castle is what he did in the war for us, which is he'll always be cool to me. So that's basically how it ends is them basically talking good about him, how great, what a great guy he was and determination and all that stuff. But it also, it's still, it's still, there's a lot of, you know, social commentary in this. It basically talks about the war in Vietnam and that whole era of the sixties and the civil rights movement and all that stuff and how all those, all that turbulent time basically gave way to laws they passed, like the civil rights laws and all that. And, you know, out, outlaw and segregation in the South and all, all those laws that were passed during that time, all yeah. that stuff is now coming back into the fold. Now, like we, those problems still exist, you know? Right. <laughs> so, so it's, it, 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 you know, it, it, it really puts that on in, into perspective. Like, wow, not, even though we got all these laws and, you know, people still are the same, you know, <laughs> you know, nothing's really changed in all these years, you know? Yeah, it's funny. Same stuff they were talking about. We just talked about a conversation like earlier, the conversation we've been having 20 years, 10 years, and we're going to have it after we're gone. Also, another 20 years or 10 years from now. Also, yeah. So. yeah. Crazy. All right. Oh, did you give a score? Uh, that's 4.5 out of 5. It, it's really sad that this book that because this has been a great book. I mean, the, I mean, I, I see it when the trade comes out, I say read it because it's just a good story. You know, very raw, and it's, 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 it's just you know. Because cool. um, the way this you, the, I've heard, yeah. I've heard other people say good things about this book, also. So. Yeah, yeah. If you're a Punisher fan, it, it, it's, it's, yeah. Go, it goes into his character, and um, I, I get. I've heard that they're supposed to make another, like Garth Ennis is supposed to write like every tour he's in Vietnam. Like there's going to be another story where it's his second tour. So wow. We're slowly building up to. What what be where he becomes the Punisher, you know? Right. So and those seeds. Pretty awesome. Okay. 
Oh uh, shoot, it's back on me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me well, let me see what book we have. Okay. Next book I have, and I got to do this again. Uh, Avengers six eighty one. So, like I said, this is part of the No Surrender uh, storyline they have going on, which is going to run like a 50 million issues, and they've consolidated all the Avengers book into one book now. So, just going to keep going on with the story. Uh, like I said, we last time we talked about this, remember Human Torch died, supposedly, you know, or so they thought he died. So, Rogue was like, fuck this, I'm tired of taking orders from them because people ain't listening to me. I'm going to go and I'm going to take the fight directly to them. So she takes a bunch of Avengers with her. They don't listen to shit Sunspot had to say. They don't listen to shit Falcon has to say. They just do what Rogue says. And Rogue goes in there, takes no prisoners. She finds one of the uh, Black Order, grabs his fucking face, sucks all the life out of him, then punches a hand through his chest. Like, And then the rest of the Avengers are like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, Rogue is tired of playing with people. But the thing is, when she does that, remember that when she, she only took all her uh, the Black Order powers, she took his mind and memories also. So now she knows what the fuck is going on. She knows that the Grandmaster and the Challenger have brought these guys to Earth. They teleported Earth to another place in space so they have this game just so they can fight over who's going to win. And if whatever team is winning, they're going to throw the Earth away like it's nothing, you know. So she tells them, okay, we know the plan. They're going after this pyramid. Whatever you do, stop them from getting the pyramid. Because they get the pyramid, they win, you know. But something happens. They wanted to leave the legions and one of them get the pyramid anyway. And, you know, so now the they're up. Uh, and what else goes on? Okay, that's one fight. Then we got another fight over here where Falcon's team and stuff like that. And they're fighting. And Synapse, like, she's one of the new Inhumans Avengers or whatever like that. And she's fighting one of the guys. And she's like, I know everything everything you're thinking. I know your every thought. They're like, oh, really? Do you? Okay, well, what am I thinking now? And then when he drops his defenses, she think, thinks to his mind. And now she knows everything that's going on. So she knows what Rogue Team knows also. She tells him, like, whatever you do, they can't touch the pyramid. They're already up. If they get that last pyramid right there, they will win and Grandmaster will destroy the earth just like nothing. Like, oh, so, so the one of the grand, uh, what's the, the Black Order is already running toward the pyramid. Nobody can stop him. He'd already like Goldberg tackled Dr. Voodoo to get him out the way. And right before he's about to grab the pyramid, an arrow comes out of nowhere. Bam, explodes in his face. And who's standing there? Hawkeye and Red Wolf standing right there. And they're looking like, Okay, what the fuck's oh, going shit. on? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're standing there like, okay, yeah, Hawkeye's like, okay, somebody give me up the speed. What the fuck is going on? You know. But away from that, we cut back to Nevada in this destroyed town in Nevada. And you hear this voice of like, stop him from getting out. Stop him from getting out. And then a hand pops out of the rubble and it's a green hand. And the book ends. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, I've I've heard, I've heard. Something. We 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 called it though. We called it. Yeah. <laughs> we we like I said, we called this like like three weeks ago. We because they had already building up like who could it be in the shadows? Who could it be? And now we we know. Okay, it's the Hulk. Yeah. So Hulk is coming back. Bruce Banner is back. Not you know Asian. You know, I'm horny all the time. Hulk. We got Bruce Banner. I don't know where the other guy is, but so yeah. So obviously. Well, Red Wolf supposedly died along with the the Nighthawk. Oh, Nighthawk. did he? Oh shit! Maybe uh, maybe that's well, another. They, they 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 never they never confirmed it because they, they they just went out in a like they the last panel of Occupy Avengers. They were like getting 
attacked by Hydra. You okay. know, they were in this, like, they fought this, they fought, they boarded themselves in this, like, a uh, shield base. And then they'd, like, uh, hit her and, um, what the fuck's her name? The chick who turns into the wolf. What's her name? Uh, uh Wolfsbane? No, 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 no. Um, damn, I can't, I'm just, like, slipping my mind. Um, she was running around with Nighthawk. What the fuck is her name? Fuck. Anyways, <laughs> they run out. As as attacking, you know, they're like, let's go, like like you know, they're gonna go out in a blaze of glory, and they just run out with their guns blazing, and then the book just ends. So it never showed them dying, but it like it gave the impression that they were going out. Oh, it's the impression you know, that both of them were gonna die. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they never really said what happened. So obviously, Red Wolf must have survived. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I I was reading the book even when I started reading No Surrender, like they got all these Avengers popping up. I'm sitting here like. Okay, where the fuck is Hawkeye at? Because they even, you know, mention him in there, but, you know, now they finally show them showing up. And, you know, they because obviously they weren't with the team at the time, but now they're here, you know, helping out. So Night, Nightshade, yeah. that's her name. Nightshade. Yeah. yeah, Queen of the Werewolves. She was a black chick. Yeah, there is a black chick named Nightshade, but she ain't yeah. got shit to do with werewolves. She was like a Luke Cage villain or something. Yeah, but she turned, I guess, but she turned into a wolf. I, I, I don't know. I don't oh. know. And then she was hooked up with Red Wolf. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that. Uh, whatever. Okay. Sure. All right. She was running around with Nighthawk before that. Like when they met up, when uh, when Hawkeye and Red Wolf were met up with them, they were running around. Nighthawk and Red Wolf or Nightshade were running around together. Okay. Because I remember Nightshade, but I don't remember nothing to do with werewolves. I thought she had like poison or some shit and she had like an afro and I always say, did she always say like sugar and shit? Like, hey, sugar, whatever. Baby, she had the hots for Red Wolf. She was always trying to fuck Red Wolf, though. She was trying to fuck everybody. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> in fact, that, that was that was a thing. That was like in that last issue of Occupy Avengers. She's like, okay, yeah. if we survive this. Yeah, she we, always walking around like know. half naked and shit. Yeah, trying to fight guys. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I don't remember the werewolf shit, but maybe that's some new shit. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. But yeah, I get the book uh, 3.5 out of 5. Like I said, it's it's passable entertainment it's it's that most of the book was just them fighting all day and honestly you give me a comic book with dudes beating the shit out of people yeah you'll you'll get it you'll get a pass from me it's passable entertainment so whatever artwork's good whatever hulk is there right. so yeah and, and marvel's still trying to pretend that red wolf's cool <laughs> uh, yeah he was really cool standing behind hawkeye while he was looking all badass and shit <laughs> like, not really doing shit he was just there <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. pretending. Yeah, you know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Black Panther has got everybody hyped about diversity and and representation. I want to, I want to talk about, that. I want to talk about that. Okay, look, do, wait, before we do that, do you have any more books? Uh, I got, I well, yeah, Thrawn. Yeah, I want to talk about Thrawn. We're gonna talk about Thrawn, but fuck, let's talk about Red Wolf. Let's talk about it. Let's let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, like I said, I know you had some issue with Red Wolf. Cause like I said, you saw. Uh, the dude from Black Eyed Peas, who I had no idea oh. was Native American. You know, me neither. Yeah, like where the fuck that? <laughs> you as shocked as I me is when I found out Meghan Markle was black. I was like, wait, what the fuck, really? <laughs> so, so he was cosplaying. He and as Red Wolf, and he said he has representation, and this is the character he's always wanted, and he wanted to add diversity. But Eli, you're not, you're not on that train huh you're not I, yeah I, well here's the thing you know and i'm you know I, I, yeah as a native i want to see native superheroes and cool native superheroes kicking ass i'm all for that 
But for them to like just pull Red Wolf out their ass right after Black Panther dropped and everyone, that's the conversation now. You know, yeah. representation of people of color in comic books and diversity and all this shit. And that's the conversation now. Now they're going to pull this out their ass. Like, hey, look what we got. We got a native character, Red Wolf, and act like he's been this great character all these years. Like, no. He okay, was let's, like, can, 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 what, two? Yeah. Can I talk about Red Wolf for a second? Okay. Like yeah. I said, okay, let me talk about Red Wolf. All right. Like I said, I've only read maybe two or three issues with Red Wolf in my life. And it's like that. When he first showed up in one of those Avengers books, like I said, I read every Avengers book in ever made. Back in the 70s. Back in the 70s, <laughs> shit like that. He showed up in the book. And he was all over the cover. Red Wolf and that dog. I can't remember the dog's name. Whatever. Okay. Lobo? Was it Lobo? Something. Maybe, I, don't I don't know. Some shit. Okay. So he was all over the cover. Like, there was no Avengers. It was just him. So I'm thinking, like, okay, he's going to join the team. Right? Okay. So he shows up. He fights a dude. Some of the Avengers team up with them. They beat him. You don't even know if he got powers and shit. You don't know if Red Wolf really has powers or he's just tripping on peyote. You don't know what the fuck is going on with the guy. You know, he just has his telepathic dog and he's running around. And I'm like, but at the same time, he seemed like a cool character. I'm like, okay, he's going to join the team. Nope. Two issues later, he completely disappears. Matter of fact, I think he lost his powers in that book. We don't know. I don't know. And and for all I know, he doesn't show up until 20 years later, 30 years later. Yeah. Like 40, uh, 40 years Eli, later. I read all those books. I'm looking for Red Wolf to show back up. He never show, He never joins the yeah. team. He never shows back up. He never pops up anywhere. Like, yeah. so I'm like, what the point? What was the point of that? <laughs> you know, because usually when the Avengers show a, a dude like that or a chick like that, they usually join the team like a, a book later or five books later or something. He disappeared. They never showed him again. Yeah. Until they brought him back a couple of years ago for that shitty run that sucked and got canceled. Right. <laughs> but that, that's what I'm saying. But that's when he actually officially joined the team. He he never became yeah. an Avengers member in the Avengers book. Like even when they list like like, okay, you know how when, you ever seen those lists where they name every Avengers ever? I've seen a few to yeah. be like IGN made like that. They don't list him. <laughs> Like they'll skip over all of it. They'll go like Beast joined in the seventies, Moon Dragon, Ice Man, no Red Wolf. <laughs> I just skip right over that, you know. Like damn, I, I I never understood that. I like why would you create him in the book, promote him in the book, and then not make him a team member? Like not even for an issue. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, and for them to pull him out, yeah, now he's back. Like I said, this whole Black Panther hype has stirred representation. Um, and here we are. They're trying to, like, shove him down our throats and pretending like he has this rich lore. And <laughs> He's been, like, two issues <laughs> in 40 years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And just hearing dude from Black Eyed Peas say, yeah, yeah, man, I wanted a hero. And then I, when I found Red Wolf, I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like no he's not that cool and he wasn't that cool to begin with and they're just pulling i mean i I felt like i felt like they but that's my thing i felt like they could have made him cool they didn't bother they just made a dude and just tossed him aside yeah like they do with pretty much every 
native characters. Like, I mean, at least they didn't kill him off. Well, I mean, they took his powers away, but <laughs> they didn't kill him. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if he had powers. That was like, nobody knows if he even had powers. I thought he was supposed to be, like, strong or something. No, he thinks he's strong. Because he gets his powers from, you know, you know, smoking peyote. You know, he talks to the gods. And then he dresses up and he fights crime. It's a mystical bullshit. Yeah, yeah but he doesn't have superpowers. Yeah, because he didn't have them in the book. Like, when he's running around with Hawkeye, he just fought, you know. He yeah, had, he's just a dude. Yeah. He had a gun a couple times. But... I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's it. I don't know. But... Yeah, but, uh, okay. We can talk about... Thrawn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thrawn. yeah. So moving on from that bullshit of Marvel, <laughs> yeah. Marvel trying to market <laughs> market another superhero. <laughs> like good luck look with at that. all these look at all these great minority heroes we invented. <laughs> Forty years ago with two Forty years ago. <laughs> uh but yeah. So anyways, so Thrawn number one. Now, Star Wars. This is a Star Wars book. Um, this was cool. I mean, for those who don't know who Thrawn is, Grand Admiral Thrawn, he was from Star Wars Legends, which is now non-canon. He made his debut in the the, the Thrawn trilogy, the, the heir to the Empire, which was the the first trilogy that came out after Return of the Jedi. This was supposed to be the story of the of Star Wars after. The original movies before the prequels, right? Okay. So this was a big deal back then. I read them. I was, you know, I thought they were awesome. And Thrawn made his debut in that. He was basically um, commander of a star fleet, but he was assigned way out to the outer rims. So when the rebels came and kicked ass at the Death Star, his fleet was way the fuck out there. So five years after. Return of the Jedi, he rebuilds a fleet and decides to strike at the New Republic. You know, that's what happened in that, in that, those stories. That's where they established Han and Leia. She was pregnant with twins. Luke was basically Superman and could do every, anything. <laughs> I, I remember those stories. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's where they introduced Mara Jade and Luke and Mara Jade got, would end up be get, getting married and shit, you know. Prelude to all that Children of the Jedi and the Jedi Academy shit, which didn't, which didn't even happen for another ten years. So that's what gets me is like all these people, all these like Star Wars fans that are into the extended universe mm-hmm. and all those old stories are like, oh, these stories been around for years and Star Wars is always blah blah blah. No, there was a good decade after Return of the Jedi was over where nobody gave a shit about Star Wars. <laughs> They were just waiting for another movie to happen, I guess, and it never yeah, happened. So. They, they had like a couple of Ewoks, shitty Ewok movies, and those car- droids on you know cartoons. But after Return of the Jedi was over, as far as we knew, it was done. And uh, so, yeah, there was a good 10 years because Heir of the Empire didn't come out to like 90, 91 or something. Mm-hmm. So that's almost 10 years after Jedi, Return of the Jedi. So uh, And then there would be like another 10 years before the Jedi Academy where they introduced – you know, the solo twins and all that shit. So, you know, but anyways, none of that's canon no more, but they got Thrawn back. Thrawn has popped up, I guess, in that Star Wars Rebels show, which I've never watched. I hear is good. Um, And they have also written a new novel about him. 
I guess. I haven't read it. But uh, so basically, he's now canon. Thrawn has now become canon in this new Star Wars universe. The new shit. The new Star Wars shit we have now. Cool. And they made a, okay. yeah. So they made a comic, and it's it starts out awesome. I guess he's from this his his tribe or his people. He's he's from this like warrior tribe or warrior race of aliens way out in the outer rims and stuff. And he was like exiled from his people. And basically he um, like the empire are stationed on this planet, this jungle planet. And he single-handedly like takes them out like Rambo, like, you know, what, using the, planet? the woods. As, no, the, the empire, <laughs> the, 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 like the army base. You mm-hmm. know, he takes out, you know, he, he ambushes stormtroopers and gets grenades and blows shit up. And basically, purposely gets himself captured because he wants to learn about the empire and learn about ruling and shit. And, um, he ends up meeting Palpatine. They bring him to Palpatine and he's like, yeah, I knew who Anakin Skywalker was. I guess Anakin and Thrawn met at some point during the clone wars. So Palpatine's just like, okay, well, I'm going to make you a Lieutenant, you know, and we're going to, you know, teach you how, the Empire works and all this stuff. So they basically send him to the Cadet Academy. And because he's an outsider, because he's an alien, he's being treated, you know, poorly. There's like, you know, racism, you know, towards aliens and shit. So it just it's basically this first issue is just him dealing with all the asshole cadets of the Empire and the Empire Academy. Mm-hmm. You know, the school the school boys or whatever. The well they're not school boys, it's like military academy. And they're they're fucking with them and he like outsmarts them. He you know he sets them up and he ends up graduating and he gets um they they station him to this new awesome spaceship so that's the first issue so it's just really cool to see him um you know how he started out you know where he's from because he's it starts out he's just like got long hair you know he's blue he's like a blue alien but he's got this long ass hair so (laughs) cool okay yeah, so I give it a four out of five. It's it's really fun. It's really fun. I, it it kind of makes me want to go read that book just to learn more about him. I wish we'd got to know more about his people and because they keep referring to the they were a great warrior race and all that shit. So I like to learn more about it. I guess you know. Now, you do you came. do you remember that Clone War cartoon? Not the not the the CGI one, but the the actual cartoon one before cartoon one. Yeah. yeah. He was in that one. Was he? Yeah, he was. That's what the first time I heard him. I was like, that dude looked pretty badass. Who the fuck is this? But then I go online, and everybody's freaking the fuck out. Oh, I'm like, who the fuck is... Okay, whatever. But he looked like a badass. He was whooping ass in that cartoon, so I'm like, cool. So technically, he was canon then, you know, and then they recanonized him, so... I, he's, I guess he's an awesome kid. I don't really know much about him, but he seemed like an awesome kid if they keep bringing him back, so... And these Star yeah. Wars uh, can like Disney. They can do whatever the fuck they want to do. They just cherry pick. And, and honestly, they're cherry picking from the EU just like Disney cherry picks the movies from the comics. Like, they don't adapt the comics. They cherry pick what they like. You know? Mm-hmm. The same shit. So I don't know why, you know, Star Wars fans get pissed off when Marvel fans are cool with it. You know? <laughs> same shit. That's what I think. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, any, any more books? I, I'm tapped out. I got nothing. Yeah, I, I guess we can. Yeah, uh, 
I think we ran. Yeah, I, I think we got it. We got an epic one here. So yeah, <laughs> no, nothing happened, and we went forever. We went forever. Like imagine if something actually did happen, you know. And we didn't talk about what well, we did talk about Blanthor, but not really. So anyway, uh, like I said, if you listen this long, and I don't know how, but I'm glad you hung in there. Uh, definitely like, share, and subscribe. Listen to all our 50 million other podcasts we have on there. Like I said, you go to Outright Geekery, click podcast, you will see all the list of them. Uh, I can't remember all of them, but I do remember Eli has a sister podcast, Two Comic Book Bullies, which is also Geek Sav, and I'm pretty sure they're going to get into some Red Wolf over there, too, and go a little bit deeper than what we talk about. I so suppose we could, yeah. <laughs> you're going to do it. You're not going to resist. I'm, I'm going I'm to time it and see how long you can go without <laughs> talking about Red Wolf. <laughs> Uh, but yeah like I said uh, definitely check us out next week until then it's Leroy it's Eli and we will talk to you same bully time same bully channel let's get retarded in here and the bass keeps running running and 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 running running context there's no disrespect so when i bust my rhyme you break your necks we got five minutes for us to disconnect from all intellect and let the rhythm affect to lose our inhibition follow your intuition free your inner soul and break away from tradition because when we be out girl it's pulling we out you wouldn't believe how we wow shit out we burn it till it's burned out turn it till it's turned out act up from northwest east side everybody yeah. everybody